Lecture topic. Prescription for being just and balanced. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa. Wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi alladhi nastafa. Amma ba'du fa'audu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Inna Allah ya'muru bil'adl wal-ihsan wa'ita'i dil-qurba wa'yanha'anil fahshai wal-munkari wal-baghi Ya'ibukum la'allakum tadakkaroon Sadaqallahu al-azim Most respected Allah Kiram, brothers and elders the ayat of the Quran Sharif which we are all very familiar with because we hear it in the khutbah every Jumu'ah at the end of the second khutbah this ayat is always recited and one of the reasons that this ayat has been recited from the very very early years from the first century actually in the khutbah because it has the message of the entire deen in a very comprehensive manner. Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala an, a very great sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and who was very very close to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam as Abu Musa Ashari radiallahu ta'ala anhu he says that when we came to Madinah Munawwara from Yemen then for a period of time we actually thought that Abdullah bin Mas'ud is part of the family of Rasulullah part of his household that he and his mother would be so frequently in and out of the Mubarak place of Rasulullah we thought that they are part of the family itself so this was the extent of closeness he had this was how much of opportunities he had to be benefiting from the company of Rasulullah even in his private time. So this is the personality who Rasulullah himself endorsed. On one occasion he said that whatever Ibn Umm Abd, referring to Abdullah bin Mas'ud what he is pleased with, I am pleased with. Meaning that's my endorsement that he will be pleased with what I am pleased with. He will be pleased with that which he has understood from me to be deen. He won't make his own judgment in anything. So he is now declaring that this ayat is the most comprehensive ayat of the Quran Sharif. So can we imagine what is condensed in this one line, in this one ayat of the Quran Sharif, that such a great personality, such a great Sahabi, this is his analysis and he says that this is the most comprehensive ayat of the Quran Sharif. There's one incident mentioned in the Hadith Sharif that there was a leader of his people, Aksam bin Saifi He was the leader of his own entire community, tribe. So he sent two people to find out who is this person making a claim that he's a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. Go and inquire about him and come back. So these two people came and they came and met Rasulullah and they asked him Man ant wa ma anta? Who are you? 
what are you ate asin der way who are you what are you so rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam replied i am muhammad bin abdullah i am muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam the son of abdullah my father was abdullah and that he left it at that and he said what i am i am the servant of allah taala wa ana abdullah that's what i am i am the humble servant of allah taala despite being the greatest of all the creation of allah taala nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam really described himself in this manner but having described himself just in this manner because of the asked so now taaruf introducing oneself it is also necessary so a person somebody has asked his name he asked who he is so he will tell him but then nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam recited this ayat of the quran sharif to them so take this along so they said please repeat it so nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam repeated it and then he recited it again until they learned it and they came back they came back that this is what we come back with this much we asked about him man and we expected he's going to give us his entire lineage because this was a matter of great pride among the arabs that somebody is of a very noble lineage says, but he all he told us is his father's name his name his father's name that's why he left it later on we inquired we realized he's among the people of the very best lineage there's nobody else with a more noble lineage but he didn't get into that because that is not going to be the factor on which a person is going to pass in this dunya and akhirat in terms of him gaining the closeness of allah taala in terms of him becoming accepted in the court of allah taala gaining the ranks of akhirat that's not going to be based on his lineage man batta bihi amaluhu lam yusri bihi nasabuhu rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says if a person is behind in his amal he has been shirking in his good actions in his amal then his high lineage is not going to take him ahead that's not going to make him pass on the day of qiyamah it's not going to be asked on the day of qiyamah whose son you are okay if you are so and so son which family you come from which part of the world you come from those are not going to be the questions that are, that are going to be asked that okay you are so and so and you come from this family and you have this lineage so therefore you can go ahead no 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 it doesn't happen on that basis on the day of qiyamah the qabr already is going to be iman and amal that are going to be the tickets to passing the foundation of iman and on top of that the amal that will take a person directly to jannat with the fazl of allah taala so he says he didn't get into this detail about his lineage all he said is i am muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam the son of abdullah that's why he left it muhammad ibn abdullah and i am the slave of allah taala but then he recited this ayat of the quran sharif wallah taala says inna allah ya'muru bil adli wal ihsan allah taala commands and enjoins upon you bil adl justice and with ihsan kindness that's a literal translation of ihsan but there is no one single word that can do any justice to the word of ihsan but in any case Allah Taala commands adl justice and ihsan wa ita'i dhil qurba and giving to the relatives wa yanha 'anil fahsha'i wal munkari wal baghy Allah Taala refrains you Allah Taala prohibits you 
from all immorality, from all vice, from all oppression and zulm, Allah Ta'ala prohibits you from all this. I mean, this person who is now the leader of his people, so obviously is a very intelligent person, somebody who has understanding, he hears this and he says, this personality is inviting to very high morals. And every one of you should immediately accept his message and become Muslim. Everyone should accept Islam. Don't lag behind anybody else. You should be the forerunners in this. Now merely upon hearing this ayat, he hadn't yet met Rasulullah merely upon hearing this ayat of the Quran Sharif, the truth of Islam came into his heart. There was no other detail yet in front of him. But this much was sufficient to turn his heart. So now, this has to be something very deep. And obviously it's so deep. Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala an, great sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa his analysis is the most comprehensive ayat of the Quran Sharif. So now there's many things in this ayat, just to briefly discuss whatever we can in this time. The first thing that Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَأْمُرُ بِالْعَدْلِ And then together with it, Ihsan. These two things are always, or often side by side. Just for our understanding, Adl is the pass mark. If a person hasn't fulfilled Adl, then he'll fail. And Ihsan is the distinction. If he's got Adl, then he'll pass, but sometimes I just scrape it. Don't know, he might just scrape it. And if he's just only worried about just scraping it, don't know where he might slip up and fail also. But he's trying for a distinction, he might sometimes make it. And even if he fell short of the distinction, he'll still get a very good pass. So in other words, the person can't just aim just for Adal. He has to aim for much higher. He has to aim for Ihsan. Adal will just allow him to pass. And if he doesn't even have Adal, he won't pass also. Then he'll fail. Adal is justice. That's how it's translated generally, justice. So this justice has various different dimensions. One is the justice between a person and his Rabb. Justice in the terms that obviously Allah Ta'ala is independent on, of anyone and everyone. He is the creator of everybody. Allah Ta'ala is not in need of anyone fulfilling Allah Ta'ala's rights. Allah Ta'ala is totally without any need. If somebody fulfills the Hukukullah, it's called Allah Ta'ala's rights. But the favor is to himself only. Unlike when insan, when they fulfill one another's rights, the husband has fulfilled the wife's rights, so he has done her good as well, though that was his responsibility. So Allah Ta'ala is not in need of any such thing. But the favor came back to himself. But what it refers to is that what Allah Ta'ala has commanded him, he doesn't give preference to his own desires over the command of Allah Ta'ala. On the one side is Allah Ta'ala's command, on the other side is He desiring to do something. The Azan has been called out, it's time for Salah, and now his mind and heart is taking him in some other direction. The temptation is now saying that, no, you, you just carry on now, it's very busy now, you just attend to the ringing till now, Salah later on, we'll see now. 
So he doesn't give preference to his desire over the command of Allah Ta'ala. Otherwise that will be against this dictate of Adal in that dimension. And likewise all the other commands of Allah Ta'ala, where his desire is becoming a barrier. So he doesn't allow that desire to become a barrier. He gives preference to the command of Allah Ta'ala. This is now Adal between himself and Allah Ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala is independent of this. Allah has no need for anybody's favors or anybody's amal also. Whoever does anything, he does it for himself. In ahsantum, ahsantum li anfusikum. Or in asa'atum falaha. He does a good, that good is for none but himself. He doesn't do Allah Ta'ala any favor. So in any case, this is one dimension of that adal. Then the adal for himself, with himself, is that he doesn't do anything to harm himself. It's all closely related. Harm himself in dunya, in akhirat. If he's going to do things that are harmful to himself in terms of whether it is physical harm, so he's not being just to himself, to his own nafs. If he's going to harm himself in akhirat, then obviously he's doing a terrible injustice to himself. If he's committing shirk, then there's a terrible zulm. Inna shirkala zulmun azim. So likewise sins, these are lesser forms of zulm compared to shirk. So that too is a, it's injustice. He's being unjust towards himself. Because he's put himself in great difficulty and problem. And then there's the justice between himself and his fellow creation. That he doesn't trample anybody else's rights. He doesn't harm anybody. He doesn't do anything, say anything that will hurt somebody without right, meaning where Sharia hasn't allowed something. One is taking back what is due to him, that is within his right, but where he crosses the line, now he will be transgressing. Now all these dimensions of Adal. Hazrat Umar bin Abdul Aziz rahimahullah very great personality of deen he was asked Muhammad bin Ka'ab Qurazi rahimahullah he asked him please describe Adal to me Sifli al-Adla Muhammad bin Ka'ab Qurazi rahimahullah and Tabi'i very great scholar himself he got excited about this question he said Bakhin Sa'alta an Amrin Jaseem Say, Subhanallah, wonderful, what a wonderful question you asked. You asked about something very great. Now those who are concerned to progress in deen, to get closer to Allah Ta'ala, they are concerned about doing what is right, about staying away from what is wrong, then they ask these kind of questions. It all depends what's in the heart, that's the kind of questions a person asks. Somebody all the time, there's no harm in asking something out of need. A person wants to invest something somewhere, so he'll ask somebody. He's got something to invest, now he'll ask. Where's a better place to invest? But now 24-7, that's the only thing that is coming in his mind. That's the only question he has for anyone and everyone. And to the point that now he meets somebody, whether whoever that person is, that is his discussion. So now his questions are also the same. Somebody only asking about the scores all the time. That's his question all the time, because that's, that's what's circulating in his mind, that's what's in his heart. So every now and again he wants to know what's the score, 
and he wants to know whether we won or we lost. You ask him who's the we, but he's not part of anybody or anything. They don't even know he exists. They haven't shared anything with him ever. They got the big booty after some winning something. They gave him 10 cent also, nothing. They don't know he exists too. But mashallah, he is so passionate about it. He is so uh, loyal to his team. He says, we won and we lost. But they don't know who's the we on the other side. So, but that's his now whole concern all the time is what is the score and what is this and things that are of no benefit to us, futile, this harms us in our deen, harms our dunya as well. So people who are concerned about reality, and they would be asking questions that affect reality. And if we haven't understood reality, then every person will understand the reality sooner or later and at the latest when his eyes start closing in dunya when the akhirat starts appearing in front of him when the angels of death start approaching when already he can start seeing the signs that I am a musafir now, I am heading out of this dunya then everybody will understand reality that what was the reality of this dunya what was really worth making an effort for what was just futile what I wasted my life in or oh, what Alhamdulillah Allah Ta'ala's tawfiq that I spent those few moments in the right way all those realities will open out at that time but it will be our good fortune we start understanding the reality while we still have the chance because understanding it at that time will be too late at that time it will be too late now to understand it so, Umar ibn Abdul Aziz rahimahullah asked this person that Sifli al-Adla explain to me what is Adl all about. He said, MashaAllah, you asked about something very great. And he described Adl in a very different manner which makes it very easy to understand how a person will be able to maintain the Adl. So while this is in a way a description of Adl, it's a prescription of Adl. That if a person takes this to heart, he will be able to maintain Adal. So how he described it? He said, Kunli sigarin nasi aban. Anyone younger than you, you be a father to him. Meaning just as you will be very concerned about your own child, you will have that great concern, that love, that well-wishing, wanting the best for your child and if you made a mistake also you are wishing how you can try and correct it and rectify it but in a way that you still boost his spirit take him forward don't crush him and you saw somebody else doing that it hurts you said okay my child did something wrong but that was not the way to go about it you made him feel like he's worthless now you crushed his whole spirit you made him feel now he's rather just give up everything so now just as somebody else did it, will feel hurt. So now feel the same for everybody's child. Anyone younger than you, become a father to him. Meaning treat him like your own. And you be having that kind of heart towards him like a father to his son. Wali kabiri him ibnan. And become a son to every elder. Or your own father, your grandfather 
how you will treat them, how you will respect them, how you will want the best for them, how you will be concerned about their difficulty, that they know how can be some ease can be brought to whatever the difficulty they are experiencing, how you will try to protect them, safeguard them, how you will try to safeguard their honor, their dignity. If somebody is talking ill about them, you will feel very affected, you will want to do something to stop this now, you will want to say something to clear their name, you want to defend them, become a son to every elder. And anyone who is in your own category and equal to you, become a brother for him. Like a bosom friend, not bosom friend, beyond that become a brother. A person has a very close relationship with a brother, or they are same blood, and they have a very good bond and relationship, then that has a very different situation, it's a very different situation. And he will be forever ready to do whatever he can to help that brother of his, to be of any assistance to him, to protect him, to defend him. Obviously everything within its limits. He won't do something that is against the commands of Allah Ta'ala to help somebody in some sin, to defend somebody in some wrong. That is against Allah Ta'ala's command. The first relationship to always maintain is a relationship with Allah Ta'ala. Person does not join relationship with people at the expense of the relationship with Allah Ta'ala. That is the first relationship to always maintain. So you become a brother for those who are your equals. And then further on he goes to say, they don't meet even the minutest amount of punishment in anger. Now you have to maintain Adal. As explained, on the one side he was asked to describe Adal. So he's giving a description of Adal. But in the same moment he's giving a prescription of Adal. That you want to maintain Adal, then hold on to this. Don't meet out even any fraction of punishment, of any kind of chastisement, disciplining in anger. Because in anger, you are going to cross the bounds. You are going to transgress the limits. And you are no more going to be Adil, you are going to become Minal Adin. You are going to become those who transgress the limits. And those who transgress the limits, Allah Ta'ala doesn't like them. In Allah, Allah, Allah Ta'ala doesn't like those who transgress the limits. So now you have gone out of Adil. Now this was the description of Adil that he gave to Umar ibn Abdul Aziz rahimahullah. He's talking to a great personality of his time, the Amirul Mu'mineen of the time. And he wanted an explanation. And subhanAllah, in what a beautiful manner, he gives him this explanation of Adil. Now if we just take the same explanation and we reflect upon ourselves, we reflect upon ourselves, that to what extent we maintain this Adil? How well do we maintain this Adil? These are the relationships that are mentioned in this particular explanation alone. Let alone those that are beyond them. Just those are the immediate circle. Our very own people. What is how to treat others, treat every other person. Elder as a father, younger one as a child, brother. But our own parents, our own children, our own brothers and sisters, our own family members. Ihsan. Ihsan is a distinction that's still coming. Just ask ourselves about Adil. 
how much of adal do we maintain or do we just keep crossing the lines all the time keep transgressing the limits talking in a way that is not part of adal acting in a way that's far away from adal this ayat as we mentioned right at the beginning that this is the most comprehensive ayat of the Quran Sharif according to Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala this branch of tasawwuf branch of deen known as tasawwuf which is actually what is just a name for what is in the Quran Sharif termed as ihsan in the Hadith Sharif termed as ihsan inna Allah yuhibbul muhsineen there's various different explanations that if you have the time we'll discuss and in Hadith Jibreel Nabi Salaam described ihsan akhbirni anil ihsan and Nabi Salaam described what ihsan is all about an ta'bud Allah ka annaka tarah fa illam takun tarahu fa innahu yaraak the crux of which is being fully conscious of Allah Ta'ala all the time and allowing the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala to dictate what one does when he does it how he does it in the best manner now this tasawwuf is nothing but acquiring this ihsan and these attributes of iman adal, ihsan and all the other things that go along with it this is the goal of tasawwuf this is the target sometimes we miss the point we feel that sometimes okay mashallah I am doing my mamulat, I am completing my tasbihat, my azkar, my tilawat, excellent. That is very necessary. But that itself is not the destination. That is an, a vehicle to take us to the destination. That the regularity on the tasbihat, on the tilawat, on the zikr, on the muraqaba, etc. is all meant to develop such a consciousness of Allah Ta'ala bring about that level of ihsan that then a person now lives deen he lives adal that's the destination he lives ihsan he is far away from fahsha and munkar and bagh from all immorality all sin all oppression and zulm that's the goal the goal is the sifat of iman and the, and the sifat of iman a person mashallah is doing his tasbihat excellent and he should be very regular on it but he forgot about the goal where he's going to reach it he hasn't intended to reach the destination so where he's going to get anywhere close to it now this is the point of reflection how close did I get to this to this aspect of adal how far am I away I am from it and my words if I wait in the scale of other way it will be in the Quran Sharif in Surah Al-Hadid Allah Ta'ala says that we send down لَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا رُسُلُنَا بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ we sent our Rasuls, our messengers بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ with the clear signs, with the mu'ajizat the miracles that Allah Ta'ala blessed them with this is one explanation of bayinat أَنزَلْنَا لَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا رُسُلَنَا بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ وَأَنزَلْنَا مَعْهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْمِيزَانِ And then we revealed upon them the kitab. All the Anbiya Alayhi Wasallam, whichever kitabs and sahayif they were given, 
and then Rasulullah sallallahu the Quran Sharif it revealed to them the Quran Nabi sallallahu the Quran the Anbiya salam, the books that they were given and then Allah says well Mizan we descended and we set up the scales Allah Ta'ala blessed the Anbiya salam with the Bayyinat and revealed upon them the book the divine books and upon Rasulullah came the Quran Kareem and then further Allah says Wal Mizan and the scale and what was all this for? Scale, scale is to weigh, to measure, weigh what? So the scale that is here is to maintain the balance in every matter of life which is Adal all about Allah Ta'ala says all this was done so that people could uphold justice they could live with justice because this is the pass mark without this a person fails because if justice is not there Adal is missing there will be an imbalance and wherever there is an imbalance there will be a problem There are many things that Allah Ta'ala has created in insan which are necessary for insan. For example, in insan is what is known as a quwwatul ghadbiya. There is a natural aspect of anger in insan, which is a very necessary part of insan. And when all the time we're hearing about anger is such a problem now suddenly became necessary so yes the necessary level is necessary and beyond that is a big problem anger is a necessity if a person didn't have any iota of anger in him somebody now is stealing his car and going away he'll wave at him to have a good ride he's feeling nothing about it tomorrow he'll wake up and realize they would have a night I even waved the person, wished him well. Because there's no such... Worse than that, somebody will be interfering with his wife and feel nothing about it. It's a different matter. Sometimes people have a lot of anger, but they lost their ghairat. They lost their sense of self-honor. Which is also a need. Not that a person should feel proud about anything. But there's a certain limit and need of ghairat in the insan and ghairat is a very great quality if he loses his ghairat his sense of self-honor it doesn't bother him who is interfering with his daughter who is interfering with his wife also he say well okay I am doing my own thing she is doing her own thing let life carry on is unfortunately the tragic situations that come about from time to time that ghairat has become a lost thing like it never exists this is all the effect of the things that we keep exposing ourselves to all the immorality through the flood of things coming on social media and all the lewd things that keep floating around all over the place and then the media we just keep letting everything flow into our homes go to any place visit any kind of things and places what kind of environments are there it doesn't matter I have to have my holiday it doesn't matter what kind of things are carrying on around me so as a result all this then kills that morality kills that Haya and shame 
and it also starts killing that ghayrat because if I start becoming too possessive as they call it and I can't enjoy my time, I can't have my holiday as I want it then I'll let life carry on as a result gradually that ghayrat dies and that ghayrat dies in a person now between him and insan and hayawan there's no difference left so in any case this anger is a need, there's a necessity for this this is what helps him to protect his things etc but there's a certain point where that's where it must be contained with, within but if it doesn't get contained within that then there's an imbalance if it's just in that limit, now that's the need, that's the limit that's where it must be there are certain chemicals, so many chemicals in the body there's a certain amount that it should be present more than that is a big problem less than that is a problem if it's on the dot, just in the range, well and good you know, this is out of the range out of the range, already a big problem so likewise, anger, there's a need but there's a range because of the range, there's an imbalance when there's an imbalance anything, there's an imbalance person now is immediately starts feeling the vibration so what's wrong now, you've got to get the balancing done now he's paying money to get the balancing done on his vehicle, whatever now when that anger came in imbalance Adal went away, now there's an imbalance so now he starts saying things, doing things which are all going to hit back in dunya also and he's destroying his akhirat as well why? The imbalance now in that anger he's using vulgarity in that anger he's degrading and humiliating his wife, his parents sometimes others, his workers, when anyone and everyone saying all kinds of hurtful things to people and treating people like they are not even insan where, where all this came from? that imbalance in the anger anger was a need but now there's an imbalance, it's gone on another level and now as a result he's talking things he shouldn't be talking he's doing things he shouldn't be doing now he's assaulting somebody and he's sometimes committing murder and what not is happening as a result of this imbalance Adil went, the balance went off the balance went off, now this anger this anger is now gone to another peak now in this he's saying things, doing things that he will regret also when that anger pulls down, now he'll say what I did there's that one incident which I heard very very long ago from one of my asatiza, one person had bought a new car and he came and parked the car now his child just parked it in the yard, the child came along and he found one nail started scratching the car playing around, he doesn't know what he's doing so he scratched the car all over now this person suddenly came out now the car was so deep in the heart that the scratch wasn't just on the car alone it scratched his heart deeply also now when that happened and he saw that scratch all over the place he got so overwhelmed with his anger to teach, so called teach the child a lesson he took that rusty nail and he scratched his hand but that rusty nail now created it caused a problem, infection, and then the infection became worse and then in fact, in time, they said, no, no, you have to amputate this hand so they amputated the hand but later on now, when the child recovered the child is seeing the stump also now he realized this was his wrongdoing this was the punishment for his wrongdoing so now he's asking his father, Abba, I won't scratch your car again, please give my hand back but now how is he going to give it back? damage is done why? where it came from? this imbalance the person didn't learn how to control that anger what to say? But, and a person who had 
decided he wants to progress in deen. He wants to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. But then he made his destination some amal. That's where he made his destination and goal. That I must become very punctual on my ma'amuna. Definitely. Without that, that's the vehicle that's going to take him forward. If he doesn't have the vehicle, he can't move forward. That will all just be a dream. But he made the vehicle his destination. So now, mashallah is the vehicle. But he made the vehicle the destination. He forgot about all these goals and all these objectives. And this is where he needs to reach. He needs to reach Adal. He needs to move beyond that and reach Ihsan. He needs to bring the consciousness of Allah wa Ta'ala. He needs to ask about how do I get closer to Allah Ta'ala. He needs to ask how do I rectify this anger. How do I bring this under control? How do I develop this Adal and justice? How do I inculcate Ihsan? This was the direction, this was the destination, this is the goal. This is what we were supposed to be asking about. But we forgot about the goal, we forgot about the objective, we got just occupied only with the vehicle that this is the destination. Whereas that is a necessary part to take us to the destination. So this is a very very essential thing, just to finish off on one more aspect, the imbalance. When Adil goes, it's not just a matter of not treating somebody correctly. That is one part of Adil. All this is part of Adil, maintaining the balance in that anger, not allowing it to go out of range. If it is beginning to start shooting up, he's controlling it in its place. And if he allows it to get imbalanced, out of balance, that's a big problem, he's going to have a major repercussion. Then, there's another aspect within insan, like Allah Ta'ala created this quwwatul ghadbiya, this anger in insan. Allah Ta'ala also created this passions in insan. This too is part of insan. And without this, this dunya won't continue. Nobody wants to get married also. You say, what should I take out all this for myself? But Allah Ta'ala created this as part of the system of insan. But there's a limit to everything within range. But this went out of the range, uncontrolled. He's now wanting to give expression to any desire that comes in him. Wherever he wants to look, he must look. Any desire to look at something, he must look. Now he's looking. As a result, he already fell from Allah Ta'ala's sight. And then sometimes while he's looking, his wife sees also where he's looking. So then his marriage also falls apart. He already fell from the sight of Allah Ta'ala, from the grace of Allah Ta'ala. And now he falls from even dunya falls apart. His akhirat is already damaging. And now he's falling, his dunya is falling apart. Because what what is getting discovered in his, on his phone and here, there and everywhere. So now what happened? Where this came from? It came from the imbalance. He allowed these passions to go out of control. He didn't channel it in the level where Allah Ta'ala allowed it. He just allowed it to just go out of control. Now he's going to places he shouldn't be there. This is not only related to sensual pleasures, the lust for power and position, the lust for material things, the lust for luxuries and comforts, the lust for wealth, all this becomes also an obsession. It's not any more what I need. In fact, it's beyond what I want also. 
doesn't even know why he wants it. Just because somebody else has it, I must have it. All this is because there are certain desires in insan, Allah Ta'ala has made that part of insan. Zuyyina lil nasi hubbu shahawad min al nisai wal banin wal qanatil al muqantara min al zahabi wal fidda wal khayl al musawwamati wal anami wal harf zalika mata'ul hayati al dunya. All these things Allah Ta'ala mentions, all the aspects of dunya, the good things of dunya that a person can benefit from. In his correct manner. Allah Ta'ala says, look, all this is just the aspects of benefiting for a period of time in dunya. But the reality is with Allah Ta'ala in akhirah. So if this is controlled within his limits, and the na'mats of Allah Ta'ala are used correctly, and a person makes shukar to Allah Ta'ala, does not exceed the bounds, then this too will become a blessing for him. But when it starts exceeding the limits, then there is no... Nothing can be said of how destructive this can become. All this comes back to the bottom line, Adl. Now this is one word, Now it starts, some maybe, we can't even say we've understood it, perhaps one minute bit of that understanding that Abdullah bin Mas'ud was referring to, that is the most comprehensive ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, this didn't even scratch the surface of Adal because we are not even capable of scratching the surface we are unable to even scratch the surface that is for people of deep knowledge but yet just merely just looking at the surface this gives us some very minute understanding of subhanallah how comprehensive just this one word is and what have we really understood yet but this brings us just to what we should be doing Things are many to be said, but nevertheless time has passed. Now the point is just to hear something, to speak something and say, well, alhamdulillah, fine, I said something, I spoke something, heard something, that's the end of it. No, that's not the end of it. If that became the end of it, then the whole objective was lost. Now the next part of it is when a person eats something, having eaten it is not enough, he must digest it. When he digests it, now it becomes part of nourishment. Now it will provide the energy. Now it will provide that strength and that vigor. Now it will help him to now move. But if he just ate it and he just left the system, khalas, because his system is not in order, then no nourishment came out of it. So the digestion is extremely important. The same applies to whatever aspect of deen we learn, we hear about. We need to digest it. Digest it how? We need to take some time, few minutes, five minutes, ten minutes and reflect upon it. What did I speak about? What did I hear about? Now how does this apply to me? How much of other do I have in my life? Let me think about the people around me. How much am I exercising other with them? Let me think about my own condition in my situation in terms of my a'mal my responsibilities in fulfilling Fukukullah, how much of Adal am I exercising in this? With myself, with every aspect, the aspect of Adal in anger, the aspect of Adal in the passions and desires, the aspect of Adal in every aspect of life, this is the point to reflect upon and to think about ourselves on the plains of Qiyamah. This is a question I'm going to be asked. What answer I'll give? How just was I? What kind of Adal did I exercise? This is what we need to be thinking about, reflecting, this will inshallah become a means of this digestion 
the spiritual digestion which will inshallah enlighten our hearts and bring alive these qualities of iman allah tbarak wa taala give me and all of us the tawfiq wa akhir da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin make zikr for a few minutes and dua la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah sallallahu tbarak wa taala alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهل لا إله إلا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم الله الله جل جلاله عم نوانه 
Ilahul Alameen, today we are making toba from all the wrongs we have committed, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we are begging for your forgiveness, Ya Allah. Forgive us entirely, Ya Allah. Cleanse us like the day we were born, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we make a firm resolution not to go back to any of the sins, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, only with your grace and mercy we can remain steadfast, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us istiqamat on our toba, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from all the sins and vices, Ya Allah. Protect us from the sins of the eyes and ears and tongue, Ya Allah. The sins of the hands and feet, Ya Allah. The sins of the heart, Ya Allah. Cleanse our hearts out of all the evils and vices, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. With the love of his Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, enable us to live his Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Save us from the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Put the hatred of sin in our hearts, Ya Allah. Put the love of A'mal in our hearts, Ya Allah. The love of Salah and Tilawat and Zikr and Dua in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All those are sick them shifaya kamila ajila mustamirra daima Allah whatever problems anybody is experiencing remove it with the afiyat ya Allah